Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Crazy Cool Family podcast people, do you want to be the most amazing family you could be? The most amazing parents you can be? The most crazy cool family dash parents you can be? We have this amazing resource we call Basecamp. What is Basecamp? Basecamp is more than a podcast. It's more than a YouTube video. It's more than a Facebook post. It's more a mem- than a website. Yes. It's more, more, more. It's, it's a membership site. It's actually an invitation for you as parents to come in and learn and learn from our 30 plus years of experience when it comes to parenting. It's filled with all sorts of videos about all the things that you need to or you could learn about how to be a crazy cool family. So all you have to do, it's so easy to sign up. It's free. And that's a really good price. and, And you have access. Yeah, you have access to all of our content. Every day, 24-7, on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop. All you got to do is go to Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. That is Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. Don't forget the dots, dot, yes. dot. And it takes two minutes to sign up, and you'll start getting our weekly emails, our weekly Basecamp newsletter emails, as well as have access to all of our courses. You can do it in your small groups. You can do it individually. You can do it with your spouse. Basecamp is the way to learn to be a crazy cool parent. So come on in. Come be a member for free. Yep. We can't wait to connect with you. Hello and welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don and Suzanne Manning. Suzanne, introduce our very, very, very special guest to us. Okay. So before I introduce her, though, I just want to say that when God gave us the word fight um, for your family way back however many months ago, um, this is what I meant. This, this, what we're going to talk about today is what I'm talking about, what we're talking about when we talk about fight. And so as, um, as I was processing with the Lord, I was like, okay, God, who, what expert can I bring on the scene to help share with our parents how to fight for their kids? Cause we can fight for their behavior. We can fight for their situations, their circumstances. We can fight the coaches and the teachers in their lives. We can do all of that. But what we really, really, really are called to do as parents, handpicked parents of these gifts that God's given us, is to fight on the spiritual realm for them. And so, of course, the Lord brought to mind my sweetest, dearest friend ever. She's the wife of the pastor of our church. But more importantly, she is a mom of a son and a daughter. This may be the longest introduction (laughs) Ever. <laughs> and she's been fighting for these for her kids on so many different levels. We probably won't get into all those details, but so for so many different ways, so many different things. And so I are you, should I go ahead and say it now? Drum roll. Da, 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 da. So Colleen Stickle is here with us to just share with her expertise. She's done a teaching on spiritual warfare, right? Yes, and ma'am. so you're going to share it with our parents. So welcome, Thank Colleen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We our, our family loves Crazy Cool Family. <laughs> we love your heart and your mission. And I've especially been enjoying this whole series, just the vision that you've casted for the year on fight. It's just such a timely word yes. um, for this season. And every podcast I listen to, I can visually you guys say, visualize you guys cheering, like, give me an F, give me an I. <laughs> you know, and I can oh, picture my you saying it, yeah. just like yeah. a cheerleader would, because that's what you guys do. You encourage, and you've done that. You're doing that for so many families all over the globe, but you've done that personally for our family for so many years, been a champion and encourager. So thank you for oh, doing that for us you. and for having me today. I'm yeah. really excited to be here. Yeah, so many of our crazy cool family sayings actually come from Valley Creek, actually come from John, which I would say probably even come from you because I'm sure that you guys, you're so articulate. So, okay, so let's just jump in. And so I just want to just educate us on the basics. When we talk about spiritual warfare, I think that that feels really intimidating, you know, especially to us us moms, because we're not really fighters necessarily, but what does that mean to fight on the spiritual realm? You know, I think it's just acknowledging that we are in a battle 
And it's so important because I think what the enemy wants is he wants us to be kind of on one end of the opposite extreme where everything's spiritual warfare, right? Everything's a demon, everything's this wrestle. (laughs) I got a ticket today. Yeah, yeah. that's our focus every day. Or a lot of times we find ourselves on the opposite end of the spectrum where we're like, spiritual warfare, what? Like, I I don't know what that is. Like, Jesus paid for everything. We're good. And so I think the enemy doesn't care, you know, which side of the horse you fall off on. He just wants you not engaged in the battle. So I think that God is always inviting you to kind of have clarity on what, what it means to engage in the battle, who it is you're even fighting. But spiritual warfare is such a key component of raising and loving the, the kids that God's entrusted you with. Yeah, so let me ask you a question about that. So, you know, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase a story you were giving us that, 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 you know, there's, and we've seen this happen too, that maybe I'll just do it generically, but where like a, a parent comes to you and says, my kid's having this huge issue Give me a two-day fix for it. You know, I mean, basically, <laughs> right. I want to I wanna know what the church can do to fix my kid and so that I can get back to my life, basically. That's not what we're talking about here. Spiritual warfare is just, it is, that is a spiritual battle, but I mean, so often it's just different. And how do you, what are we talking about in context, you know? Yeah, I think I just, I like to think of it as spiritual warfare as a lifestyle. So it's not these crisis moments that we're trying to put fires out, like, for your family, like God's called your family to be on mission. And so I know for my own family, like we're on mission. So every day we know we're engaging and we're fighting battles. It's just part of life. But, you know, it's always reminding our kids every day, not that the focus is that there's an enemy that's against them, but that there's a God that's for them every single day in the battle. So I think it's just having that perspective of a lifestyle of warfare versus just these momentary. And I think that really comes, I love that, that there's there's not an, there is an enemy that's against them, but more importantly, there's a God that's for them. And I think so often parents are looking for that um, yeah. that enemy on every rock, under every rock, if you will. But instead, mm-hmm. bringing the, what I hear you saying is bringing the power of God into situations as a way of life. Absolutely, walking in the authority that you've been given. And so I love I love what you're saying here is that moms and dads, we've got to understand that and be aware that there is an enemy that that there are battles every day that there are battles and so we can't just go in and fight a random battle here and there but to see it as a a journey of battles if you will and just to i don't even know could we say assume and expect that the battles are going to happen so we're not surprised by them absolutely and then knowing that we've got god on our side then that's who we've got we've got the big guy if you will Mm -hmm. fighting for us and so it's not like we're alone we're not fighting these battles with our kids just us going against the enemy Absolutely. It's it's knowing who you are and yes. knowing who's with you. And there's no battle you can't come up against. Remembering who you are and remembering who is with you, and you'll be equipped to fight your battles. But I love what you just mentioned earlier. It's for parents. It's knowing who we are fighting. I think that's such an important thing that we often miss. It's It seems like a really basic question, like who are we fighting in the battle? But I think it's one of the most foundational things. Uh, in Ephesians six twelve, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, you know, maybe against toddlers and teenagers. <laughs> but it feels against, like it sometimes, someday. we understand, yeah. but... But it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realm. So this verse tells us that our biggest conflict in our families and with our kids, it's not about what we can see with our eyes, but it's about, it's against Satan and his spiritual forces. So I think it's so important to define our enemy. I, I remember when my daughter started That's playing good. soccer and we were so excited to come to the first games and they were running down the field doing their thing, but they were scoring on the wrong team. <laughs> wrong they goal. were going in the wrong direction. They were so ill-equipped that they were just scoring on the wrong team. And so we'd be cheering, but then we'd realize they're not winning because they don't know who the enemy is. And so it's funny because the extent of the coach's pep talk before their games, that literally this was the level of coaching. It was just, okay, guys, who's your enemy? Like, I want you to find them. And the kids are, you know, looking at butterflies and asking what the snacks are going to be. But the coach would literally make them point to the opposing team's jerseys. Like, who are we fighting against? Okay, the yellow jerseys. Like, that's who we're after. And Get I think, the ball from them. Yes, the yellow guy. That's what, and I think we have to do the same. We have to see that Satan is the real enemy. And I think there are days we're pretty certain that our spouse is our enemy. Or our three-nager is our enemy. Or our 20-something that just moved home. But... The enemy is our enemy, and what we know about the enemy is he's already been defeated. 
he, his power is limited That's good. because he's a created being. He can be resisted. And we also know about the enemy that he only has power when we agree with him, mm-hmm. you know, by, by yeah. agreeing with his lies. So, yeah. I mean, does the enemy have power? Absolutely. But does he have authority? Only when we give it to him yeah. by agreeing mm-hmm. with his lies. So I just think defining the enemy so can really help shift the perspective in how we engage, how we fight. So let, let me, so. I was just going to say something really quick. So with that, just, I mean, the, the verse that comes to mind is the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so anytime a battle presents itself, I would filter it through, oh, what's, what's being killed here? What's being destroyed here? I mean, what, and knowing that, then that, that defines it. Oh, this is, this is the enemy here. This is absolutely. Cause I think we just get, I mean, that's the basic level of, of, of defining our enemy, but I love what you just said. Cause that's almost defining the specific battle too, of, of saying, okay, you know, it helps you to engage differently. One thing I, I remember hearing, and I think this is so true is that we think naming the battle makes it stronger but really, naming the battle makes me stronger. That's so good. Yeah. It's the rock getting the the darkness right. out and bringing darkness into light. Exactly. So it's not empower. Just don't empower it. It's not empowering, but it's addressing it. And when you address something, yeah. you get stronger because you're it, you're moving it from darkness to light, and you're reminded that God is bigger than this, yeah. Yeah. and I have authority in this mm. situation. Mm. And so I just think defining the enemy and then defining your battle helps you to fight effectively. So bring this out. So I feel like there's a lot of parents out there that feel like. Emma in the soccer game, in the spiritual battle of life, in the spiritual battle of parenting, they like, I don't even know how to find the enemy. I don't know how to engage. Can y'all think of some practical ways? Like, how does that work in its very basic form when you're facing a situation in parenting? I mean, I think there's so many things. I love 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5, where it says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage as the world, war as the world does. Yeah. So in other words, we're not fighting with physical weapons. We're fighting mm-hmm. with spiritual weapons. So I think there's so many tools that uh, the Lord gives us. I mean, that verse is talking about renewing the mind, you know, releasing, Mm -hmm. removing negative thoughts, releasing them with God's, releasing them and replacing them with God's truth. I think that's a tool that God gives us with our kids. Um, I think taking, taking authority in spiritual battles is huge. Uh, Teaching your kids how to take authority. Yeah, I think that, I mean, a huge part of that too is identity and declaring who they are so they know who they are when they go to fight the battles and we know who they are. Like if our child um, does something just bizarre, we're like, wait a minute, that's not who you are. You're not destructive. You're not, that's not, that's not who God's created you to be. You're not chaos. You're order. That's who God says you are. That's who God's, what God says we walk in. And so I think that's maybe part of it too. Absolutely. Speaking identity over them for sure. And so, all right, so so we, we've kind of defined who who we're fighting. And so now I just want to, I mean, I, I think that sometimes when we're um, introduced to the spiritual realm, we're, we're kind of like, why? I mean, and it's, so we're told not to ask God why, but my experience with when I ask God why, he's so faithful. He's so sweet to answer her. He's so, it's so good to give me an example. And so help us understand why, why is there a battle? What's going on here that makes us have to fight? It feels like parenting is hard enough mm-hmm. without adding the spiritual realm battle going on all the time. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the, you know, the most important battle in our life is just for our soul. Like, are we putting our faith mm-hmm. and hope in Jesus? And if you're a parent, you know that you've battled for your kids, right? To put their trust in Jesus. And I think sometimes we think once that battle is won, we know our identity is set as a beloved son or daughter, but then it just kind of shifts into a battle for our hearts. And, and this is just the battle for our time and our passion for our kids' peace, for their purpose. Oh, and this is where gosh. we're invited as parents to engage. You know, it's the whole difference of being set free versus living free. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the reasons there is a battle is because the enemy doesn't want your kid to live free. Even if they are free in Jesus, he's like, well, now I don't want them to live free. So I'm going to go after their peace and their purpose. And he just does that. If you're a parent, you know, this is true because yes. you see the battle for their hearts. Um, and then the other thing I would say in terms of why there's a battle, I think specifically as it relates to families, yeah is that Satan knows what our kids were created to do. Mm, good. I mean, he he good. knows that how God formed them uniquely, how God empowered them to release his kingdom, to destroy the works of the enemy, to rule and reign over him. So, of course, the enemy wants to destroy our kids and their their work before they can destroy him. 
and his works. So I think this is why often whatever area your child is gifted in or called in is exactly where the enemy comes and tries to attack because Satan knows. You know, we don't have to be unaware of his schemes, but he knows what our kids are capable of and what God's created them for, that they're warriors. So good. Oh, my gosh. I just want to, you know, if if this was in print, I'd have this highlighted and bolded and circled and all the things. Parents, did you hear that? The battle is because our kids' souls are at stake. Their salvation is at stake. But once their salvation is is solidified, then it's their hearts. I loved how you said that. And then from their hearts goes their identity and their purpose. And then you just said simply their peace, just their And so if your child is walking in anxiety right now, then that's a giant red flag to you that there's a battle that's being fought in the spiritual realm for your child. And what are you going to do about it? Absolutely. And not walking in fear because we know the Bible says in John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I mean, he tries to do that physically. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to get the heartbeat of their life, their passion, their peace. Yeah. But it goes on to say, but God has come that you may have life, that you may have it full, abundant. And so there's that promise with it. So we see what the enemy's doing, but that doesn't move us to fear. It should move us into faith, knowing we have the authority. Yes. And oh my goodness, it doesn't make, it should make you excited. I mean, it's like if, I mean, so we get caught up in the, if when the battle is there and the battle is hard and I can't do it and oh no, but instead, what if we were like, yeah, I mean, let's fight. I mean, you just, it just, it just brought out, like you said, that warrior in you. Oh, oh, the enemy's after my kid or these, the enemy's after whatever the situation is, the behavior, the circumstances. Okay. All right. Come on. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think so often we think that we need to go into a defensive posture when that happens, you know, that the battle's happening, so I've got to protect, I've got to withdraw, I've yeah, got to do whatever. And, and instead, really, God says, no, let's go, you know, Scripture's full of us going out and fighting the battles. You know, even the Old Testament, you know, let's go conquer the land. Let's don't be scared of the giants. And, and we go out, and when we have that mindset of we're going out and fighting, we actually have more success. Absolutely. And the more we do it, the more it gives us the faith and the testimony. Say, see how God fought that battle for my kid back there? And of course he's going to do it again. So why would I not partner with him and engage and step into it? I mean, you think of just even the visual of the full armor of God, that you're walking with the sword of the spirit, with peace, with faith. Those are all the things Jesus already is. And so we just step into that warfare. It's not what we need to do more of. It's just receiving who Jesus already is in the battle for us. And we actually hear in the the Old Testament, we see all this physical battle where they're going out with swords and they're and if God's with them they're defeating the armies and all that's happened he uses the same representations in the New Testament it's just internal instead of external we're not going out and fighting with swords physical swords but internally we are fighting with swords the battle is you know the fruit of the spirit and, and the, you know the armor of God it, there's a reason God uses those analogies you know that because it's about fighting the battle absolutely yeah and so how do you use the, like the armor of God with your kids? How do you, did you, um, h- how, do, how do you, I guess, make it practical? What does that even look like? Because you mentioned that, that the armor of God is just knowing that we're with Jesus and Jesus is with us. But how do you use that practically? You know, I think just reminding them the context of it. I, I always just say remembering who you are and remembering who is with you. Mm-hmm. And when you have those mm-hmm. two things, it just empowers you to fight differently. I think, you know, when I was growing up, part of my mindset about the armor of God was I, I needed to do I needed to do things. Yeah, I so like I didn't have I peace, to, exactly. Yeah. So I need to put on the gospel of peace yeah. that's on me. And yeah. oh, today I was really defeated, I'm discouraged, I'm, I'm down. It's cause I didn't, I didn't put up the shield of faith. I didn't take out my sword. So it's, it's who's the star of that show? It's me. What I did do <sighs> or what I didn't do. And so it's kind of renewing their minds of Jesus is the art. He is peace. He is your faith. He, he is, is the salvation. helmet of salvation. Yeah. You already have it. Now walk in it. Yeah. You're already wearing it. Now walk in it. So it's a yeah. lot of renewing their mind of receiving who God is and just walking in that. Um, and I think there's like peace in that. I think even for parents who are listening and it's like, I'm barely getting through my day. Like now I have to war for my (laughs) kids. (laughs) Like you're asking a lot. Just the truth that God is always fighting on your behalf. Even Mm -hmm. when you're resting, even when you're sleeping, he's always working on your behalf and fighting battles for you. Even when you just rest in him. And there's great peace. I mean, and it can be very simple. It can be very simple things like, I know that, that moms a lot of times have a phrase that they tell their kid 
as they go into the school, you know, as they drop them off for school. Remember, you're a mighty warrior. Mm-hmm. Or remember that, you know, God's with you. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. It can be just as simple as something like that. But it's also just kind of framing, you know, Suzanne, you talk about this a lot, just how you frame our view of situations. Right. So when your kid has an issue, it's, some of it is, as parents, we're reacting to things all the time. Our kid made a bad grade on a test, or, or our kid did something great. So often we're thinking about the negative things they did. Sometimes it's, wow, you did this, let's encourage this behavior. So as parents are walking mm-hmm. through this, um, these, these normal everyday overwhelmed days with their kids, how do they bring in the spiritual, you know, in how do they, what's, you know, the practical ways they bring in these. So how the, do we the find God into is, situations? Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. How does this work? Yeah. Wow. I think that's a great question. I think there's so many ways that we can just practically fight. You, you hit on it earlier, just reminding our kids who they are. Right. And it's like, okay, but what does that mean? What does that look like? Practically for my kids? I know uh, when my kids were really little, my husband prayed and was like, Lord, give me like a word for them or a, you know, yeah. a prayer. Like, what do you see in them? What do you have for them? And yeah. for my son, it was a, a tender heart with a warrior spirit. Mm. And for my daughter, it was a bold leader with a heart of worship. And so literally wow. every night before they go to bed, since they've been babies, that's what's spoken over them. Hey, you have a tender heart with a warrior spirit. That's who God created you to be. You know, it's you beautiful. are a full leader with a heart of worship. So and beautiful. and I remember sharing that with someone. They're like, I started saying that over my kid, which is great. But I was like, you know what? God has so much hey, more than that. Yeah. Get your own word. <laughs> yes, your kid is a tender God heart knows with your kid better. What if your yeah. kid's terrible at worship? <laughs> your kid has, can't sing a lick. Well, and it's the whole, you know your child so well yes. and uniquely. Yeah. And yes. it's sometimes we underutilize the wisdom, yes. the treasures, the riches that God has placed in us because the voice of enemy is also fighting. Oh. And, us and, in our lives. And what so I want to, what I think I see in that little bitty example, which is a huge example, but that took 30 seconds. It takes 30 seconds in a day. It's not like we have to have, oh, I've got to go to a course on spiritual warfare. I've got to have family Bible studies for two hours at 6 a.m. You know, it's, it's just, you mentioned at the very first, it's a lifestyle. It's something you're, it's, it's more about how you're approaching life versus adding a bunch of things into your schedule. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And it's the little by little. It's not this yeah. intense. We need to sit down for four hours and speak identity over you. <laughs> yeah. It's clear all the demons. <laughs> it's the nights when they're not receiving it. And it's the eye roll. And it's the I'm tired. And really, but you know what? This is who you are. And we're just speaking it over you because this is part of part of a lifestyle. You just teach them to incorporate that. And then they start doing it over themselves because it's what they've always known. I was at lunch the other That's day good. with a dad. And he was asking me. He's got two boys <clears throat> that are, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade. And he said, when do I have the sex talk with them? I mean, I always, you know, he, they almost do it with a lower voice, you know, and when, when do I have the, you know, the sex, you know, and I'm like, you do it along the way. You know, I said, what, what you're doing is I said, think about this. What you're trying to do is you're trying to mold their vision of how they approach girls, how they approach sex, how they approach, how is it going to be incorporate that into their lives? I said, yeah. You, you do it along the way, two mm-hmm. minutes at a time. You know, as you're watching a show and all of a sudden a scantily clad woman comes on, you know, what does that do for you? You know, you're asking questions, you're, you're figuring it out as you go. You get opportunities along the way versus having a, you know, not that the sex talk shouldn't happen or, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it's just part of the picture. It's not like something we do and, and that solves our problem. Absolutely. And so what are some more practical things that you're doing along the way that you've done along the way with your kids when it comes to the spiritual battles? You know, I think I, speaking that over them, I know when I was little, my dad wrote a note card on our bathroom mirror. Every morning we would read it and it said, good morning, God's masterpiece. You, oh, are, you wow. are looking at a child of the king. You are made in the image of God. Wow. Who cre- created the universe. Wow. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You matter to God. You matter to mom and me. We love you. And we've read that every day for our whole lives. Wow. And now I wake up in the morning. There's no note card on my mirror, but it's in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a legacy and a, and a weapon. It's words of life that my parents imparted to me that now I am warring with and passing on to the next generation. So there's so many tools out there, so many little things you can do, when, specifically in terms of speaking identity. Just so ask God good. for that one one thing for your kid. Yeah, it might be when they come in the car after school. It might be, but um, yeah, just continuing to to speak identity. I think reminding my kids um, that they've been called to shift the atmosphere. 
So like when they come into a situation or even as parents, when we come into situations and we discern things like apathy or fear or insecurity, sometimes we just get pulled into it. Like we actually come under it instead of seeing it for what it is, looking with our spiritual eyes and, and saying, okay, I see this giant. It's, and it's giving, all it is, is giving the information that doesn't have power. And so God's given me the authority. Do you know what I'm saying? And so teaching our kids, um, like I always use an illustration of a police officer. Like if you go and there's a crazy chaotic scene, a car crash or some kind of tragedy, people are around and they're seeing it and they're experiencing it and they're sensing it and there's panic and confusion and fear. And then what happens when the police officer shows up on the scene, they're hearing and sensing the Mm -hmm. exact same things but they're not coming under it because they have the authority. So they're actually bringing solutions and peace in the midst of chaos and life in the midst of death. So reminding my kids that like you've been given authority to shift the atmosphere, not to come under whatever. Well, even that feeling of when the police officer shows up, if I'm on the scene, I'm like, you know, I mean, and so the same thing that our kids have the power to do this from everybody else. You know, our, our, let's say you got a middle school kid. And they're going into these social situations and they're terrified. You know, they, they're terrified of what people are going to think of them. But, and, and yet, as a parent, we call them and we say, hey, you are called to change the atmosphere of that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. What does that do to our kid? It makes them go, oh, wow, mom and dad think that I can go in and change the atmosphere. They think that I have the power of God with me. It's that going into battle with your sword out and yeah. the, a plate up versus going in cowering down oh my goodness what's going to happen to me and so many parents are teaching unknowingly i think teaching their kids that very thing they're teaching them to go into battle cowered down if you think about in a mm-hmm. battle that who's going to get killed it's usually the person who's cowered down trying to hide you know and versus somebody who knows how to fight their 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 swords out they're going to kill they're going to do the killing they're going to change the atmosphere of that battle well, I think so many often our parents are teaching kids literally to cower in battle. And so what I love about not the cowering, but the opposite <laughs> of that mm-hmm. is that our kids are, are, are um, hungry for purpose. And they're, I mean, and so when we define their purpose as they go into a situation, then we basically shut the door. The enemy doesn't have access anymore. They can't mm-hmm. go in cowering. They can't go in fearful. They can't go in insecure or any of those things because the, their purpose and identity have been defined. So that now becomes an actual opportunity for them to bring heaven to earth, to live kingdom living. And so that's that's um, that's incredible. Absolutely. It's taking authority. It's they, taking authority. If they know who yeah. they are, then exactly. they'll walk in that space. Like they'll exactly. take that authority. I think for so many of our kids, the enemy is trying to be the authority. Like his Definitely. voice being louder. The world says you're this and your yes. friends said you're yes. this. And it's stopping and asking my kids, well, what power and authority do they yes. have? None. Yeah. Like walk in the authority God's given you. And parents, that's our role. I mean, that's what we get to do. We're called to do that. Once again, we're handpicked by God to help our kids see that purpose, define that purpose. And if you don't know your purpose or the purpose of your kids, then ask God. Ask God to show you. We've done that with our kids. Like, God, show me what you have for this ch- for our children. And with each one of our kids, God specifically showed me specific examples of how they were going to lead and places they were going to lead and areas that they were going to lead. Mm-hmm. And so every environment that they went into, they become the leader. I mean, they what, whatever it, where, wherever that role is that, is that is needed, they become that because God showed it to me. Absolutely. And it's, it's as parents accessing that that wisdom from heaven like mm-hmm. inviting the holy spirit mm-hmm. in i love first corinthians nine twenty six. it says therefore i do not run like someone running aimlessly i do oh, not fight fuck. like a boxer beating the air right you think of just gosh uh, and you're so just good. fighting yeah. fighting yeah. fighting and punch punch Don't back in the air you. yeah <laughs> like what am i doing and it's like when you're fighting in the dark you're just swinging aimlessly and what what's going to happen you're going to get exhausted like what what are we right. even doing here and we're, we're not making any ground but when we see it we can fight it well, how, how do we see it? We expose the ungodly belief. We ask God, like, what, what what's is at the root on? of that thing? Yeah. We, we turn on the light. You know, the Lord illuminates what's in the dark. He's He's a light, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. So just asking him to illuminate things so that we can fight more effectively. And that oh, it applies so, so much in, like, I'm thinking about, like, grade school and teenage situations or middle school situations where 
our kids are so purposeless. You know, when we give them a spiritual purpose, which God intended, now, what you know, whether it be maybe they're facing a, a, a difficult situation in school, well, you're called to minister to that person. You know, you're called to love them. Maybe it's a yeah. sibling situation where, you know, get out of my room and, you know, like, <laughs> what? whoa, no, no, no. Remember, you're called to serve. You know, you're called to minister. You know, we tell our older kids all the time, other than mom and dad, you will be the biggest influence on your younger sibling than anybody else. What are you going to do with that influence? Parents, I mean, are you, are you sensing parents this lifestyle change of you're calling out something different in them and you're calling out purpose rather than just letting the world beat us up? Absolutely. And even in what you said, it's it's going back to that defining the enemy. So when your kid's at school or they're having trouble mm-hmm. with a peer or a friend, instead of just going to what you can see, which if I do that, I'm going to want to control it. Well, I'm going to, they can't be in that kid's class. Right. Now I need to call the principal right. and talk to the coach. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. start trying to control the behavior when God's always looking at the heart and the belief. So as parents, we can just stop and say, okay, God, what are you trying to do in their heart through this circumstance, through this mm-hmm. situation? And even seeing that adversity is something God's doing. Okay. Definitely. Even speak, hey, what's in that kid's heart? What's God doing there? And how can you pray for them? How can you speak into them? them and you, them. And you flip it into, okay, this is a, God brought this in for a reason, you know, that, and, and for us to teach us and to be able to bring, because, you know, if, if we've learned it, then we don't need to do, we don't need to go through that spiritual battle, but God's good. He wants to discipline. He wants to bring us into, and if we see it through that perspective now, it even changes the way our kids see relationships when they go into it. Absolutely. And just how walking and, in, in, you know, engaging in spiritual battle is a family deal. Like yeah. we're all engaging together. So are there battles my kids are facing? Yes, there are. But are there battles I'm facing? Yes, there are. Yeah. And so it's sharing those with the kids. And it's a family experience where you're conversing about it day in and day mm-hmm. out, little by little. And then you get to share in the victories together That's and say, good. hey, here's what God did here. Which is why parents, I think that and is that we talk a lot about, you know, one of our culture pillars is safety. And it is about creating a safe environment for your kids. It's not about physical safety. It's about relational safety for our kids to, to be willing to come to us and say, hey, I'm fighting this battle. And because our kids start to also can be trained to see life as a spiritual battle versus seeing the world's against me. I can't do this. <laughs> you know, woe is me. A, a woe is me. My <laughs> teacher is terrible. All these things that they bring up. When we create the environment for first for them to come to it, and then instead of sometimes so often, I think parents, we want to go fix it because we want to go fix the problem so it doesn't happen to my child ever again in their lives. But in reality, we want to create that environment first. We listen to them and then, oh, how are we going to equip you to go fight the battle? And all of a sudden, now it's a totally different purpose in their lives. I mean, so often our kids are like, oh, yeah, I'll just get mom to go fight it or whatever. Or they don't tell us because they're scared of our reaction. But you're talking about... Because they're scared mom will go fight it. (laughs) Or or they're scared mom will blame them. Mm -hmm. But I mean, instead, we create this environment where together, what you just said is, Mm -hmm. as a family, we're going to go to, we're going to pull together and with God to go help you fight your battles of life, right? Yeah, and yeah, and, you, and you're coaching them along the way. So you're asking a lot of questions. You know, we know what the mm-hmm. enemy tries to do. He tries to destroy us. He tries to deceive us. Yeah. And he tries right. to divide us. Like yeah. those are three of the main ways he tries to come in. And so with my own kids, it'll be like, okay, what is the enemy doing here? You're, well, yeah. you're anxious. Pick you're one. stressed out. <laughs> He's trying to destroy your heart. Yeah. Because God yeah. wants you, you to enjoy him today. And that becomes our role free. as parents to, to listen and then shape the spiritual battle. Remember, we're the parent. We know more than they do most mm-hmm. of the time. And so, but I mean, we, we, we bring them in. And I think this is so huge for parents to see this is that you want to draw them in, figure out what's going on, help them shape the spiritual battle. And then you send them back out. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and now they have confidence to fight their own battles. Yeah. And it's, you know, when they're babies, you're fighting a lot on their behalf. It's just right. like with other things where they're, you're, you're feeding them. And then as they get a little bit older, they're learning to pick up foods. And then they're teenagers. And you're like, you need to cook a well-balanced meal and figure it out. <laughs> I think there's different. And clean it up. And clean it up. <laughs> and there's different principles with spiritual warfare of teaching them acts of warfare. So like for my kids, when I know that when we can identify the enemy's trying to destroy you, he's trying mm-hmm. to take your peace today mm-hmm. and fill you with anxiety. That's not God's heart for you. He wants you to be free today. So what's an act of warfare we can, like, what's a tool you can use today? One of the tools is choosing love over fear. 
because that's where the enemy usually mm-hmm. comes. He tries yeah. to fill yeah. you with fear and it invades every area of your life. So a lot of times with my kids, it'll just be just choose to receive God's love in replacement of his, of the enemy's uh, yeah. fear, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, or if there's times that I hear my kids saying, well, lies over themselves. Well, this is true about me or this negative thing, or I'm this, or the world says I'm that. Okay, the enemy's trying to deceive you. Mm-hmm. So what would be a tool you could use choosing the truth over lies? And this is, again, where as parents, you have so much insight to give them specific words of truth to their lifetime situation. So you're partnering and fighting with them, training them along the way, or dividing division with their friends, division between you and them in yeah. relationship. Yeah. And just calling it what it is. We're on mission together. And I can feel this battle. The enemy is trying to divide us. So mm-hmm. what's like a tool for that? It's unity over disunity. So yeah. just those little by little trainings along the way. So, so they can parents, you may be thinking victory. right now, I want to send all my kids to Colleen's house. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but, but, it, but they don't have to. My point is, is that anyone can do this. It, uh, it's, I mean, it's just taking, I mean, just take baby steps into speaking truth into your kids' lives. That's, that's something very practical to do today. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a couple things I wanted to bring up. One is that, which was a few a few sentences ago, that you just said to fight together as a family and to share your spiritual battles with your kids so that they can see how, so it'll grow their faith, but also grow your faith. So share a spiritual battle that you have, because I think we've got a lot of parents out there that would that would be like, no way, I'm not going to include my kid in my life it, when it comes to things like that. So what is a battle that you've shared with your kids mm. that they've been basically helped you battle with oh okay I, so many battles <laughs> I, I mean i think there's just little things along the way yeah like the, i mean the, it, which it is the yeah. daily things of man today the enemy's really trying to rob me of joy i feel apathetic I feel Moms, defeated. Any, anybody out there? Uh-huh. Anybody out there feel like that? They're on a daily basis. Their struggle is to be robbed with joy. I mean, that the enemy is robbing their joy. I feel like so. What? So okay. So what does that look like when you when you're processing with your kids? Mm-hmm. What's the language that you're using? That's like, yeah. I think just tell, just being honest with here's where I'm at today, and so here's what that looks like for me. Knowing that they experience that on the regular as well, right? right? Yes. And so it's like, yeah, you feel that, I feel that too. So yeah. today I'm going to choose joy, and here's what that looks like for me. I'm going to choose to do certain things that I know. You know, this is where you can get into all the, uh, you know, the natural paving the way for the supernatural. I think oh, a lot good. of times we just talk about all the, we can hear a podcast and be like, what's all the warfare prayers I need to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. What are the, what are the lists? <laughs> Where's like, the, what's the magic? Yeah. What's the what's, secret potion? What's the thing? And a lot of times, you know, God gives us tools just in the natural to pave the way for the supernatural. Like when he, he does miracles, he doesn't put on his miracle hat and then start moving. It's who he is. Right. And so I think even in my own life in this, in this season, I've learned just, you, know, you think of like a three legged stool. It's like body, soul, spirit. Yeah. Like, practical things of like, am I sleeping enough? Mm. Am I eating well? Am I connecting with God and with friends? Am I rooted in community? These are the things that are are so important to just helping develop our kids and seeing that those aren't just basic, like physical things. Those are acts of warfare. So I know in my own life, if I'm struggling in different areas, I have to really double down on some of those natural things by faith knowing that they're going to bring supernatural results. And we're really diligent about that with our kids too. Like, I love that. you know, getting enough sleep, eating well, m- having fun, enjoying life, right. making time for friends, being connected with, with community of faith, like mm-hmm. all of those things that are so, that have been so helpful in my battles and showing them. Hey, That's so good. And don't you feel like a lot of times that when, so that when, she basically said you could take a nap. <laughs> well, the, I think that a lot of times when we need those things is when we're stressed and th- it's like the opposite opposite of what we think we have to do because things are too busy or you know there's a crisis at home or whatever and and those are the times we need to hey you need to make sure you sleep just take care because of yourself. that's the exact I feel like I need to do more I need to stay up you know or whatever or you need to just have fun well I've got so much to do I've got so much purpose to you know don't you find it's kind of an opposite thing usually? Absolutely. Okay. And it's just what your heart's intention is, you know, for somebody who wants to do, 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 and I can't, it's almost like, <laughs> Hey, by faith, you need to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By faith, you need to release control <laughs> exactly. and trust that God is the one who's war on your behalf. He is the one who is fighting in battle. And he's going to get so much more done well, while you're napping yes. than you would if you were awake. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause I didn't know when you first said that the natural, uh, 
what'd you say? The it can pave the way for the, the supernatural. natural paves the way for it's, the supernatural. Yeah. I didn't get that at first. And I was like, huh. But then you explained it. It's like, oh, the natural is just our normal rhythms that are good for us. The day to day. And yeah. reading our Bible, you know, it's going to be, you know, whatever it is or having a conversation, you know, uh, so often Suzanne, uh, you know, would say our kids stressed out. Okay. And, and they're super stressed. And all we would do is just take them out for a hamburger. Mm-hmm. and just sit down and listen to them or whatever. And then, and that's all they, they really just needed some place to unload a relationship they trusted to unload. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, I'm happy again. You know, it's like, <laughs> and we think it's, oh, I got to go solve all these problems. And, and all we had to do is just listen to them. Not, not every time, but I mean, but those are things that, you know, and that's where the voice of the Lord comes in. It's like, hey, yeah. what's needed here? You know, is when you see the issue and sometimes the issue is just an app. You know? Absolutely. And encouraging moms and dads that are listening that like the work they're doing with their kids on the day to day is holy work. Mm. It's sacred. So, so when you're there changing a diaper and blending up, pureeing baby food and driving <laughs> a kid that it maybe is not interested in talking to you because they're in the teenage years and they're too, whatever it is, like you're doing holy work. Like you've been placed mm-hmm. in that child's life. You've been entrusted to to raise them, to love them, to speak identity. And so to receive that for yourself, like to give yourself that pep talk that the That's Lord's good. trying to pour over right. you of you're doing a great job. Yes. I'm with you. I'm yes. for you. And I'm yes. loving you, I see you as I give yes. you wisdom on how to love your kid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes it's telling them to have a healthy meal and take a nap. Sometimes it's telling them <laughs> to go out with a friend. And so yeah. I just think there's those natural things that can, wow, be, that can really position good. you for freedom. Yep. Even gratitude is another one. Yep. I was thinking about when you talk about our own family, well, in different seasons where we're like, okay, the battle is intense and we can we can see it. Hey, let's all get back on our gratitude journals, you know, yep. before you go to bed. Oh, that's yep. good. Just write three, three things you're grateful for and just do it. And maybe you don't want to do it, but the practice of, of expressing gratitude of God's met me before and he's been so faithful. And where is he faithful today, even if I don't feel it or see it? Sometimes you got to dig deep to write that yeah, down. That's good. But then when you do, again, it shifts the atmosphere. It changes your perspective. That's so good. And that's that's a super practical thing, parents, is you're in the car. And if there's a bad attitude, then that's a great shift. That's a great place to say, okay, let's let's talk about something we're grateful for. What's Or even share, you know what happened today that was absolutely amazing? And so even as we get our own minds on that gratitude road and pull our kids onto that road with us, that's a that's a great that's a great uh, tool to fight with. Mm-hmm. Which okay, of, what else? Which, okay. which kind of flips into I think another tool that I'd love you to expand on a little bit is just being an example. You know, when you are great, you know, if it, it, you know, so often the parent will say, "Hey, you need to be grateful." You know, <laughs> and, and, I mean, and say it like that versus what you just said. You know what, man? I am. I, I appreciate your comment there, your negative, whatever <laughs> comment it was. But I just want you to know that I, I'm just, man, today it's a beautiful day. I'm just so grateful for what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And instead of joining in their complaint, yeah. oh, yeah, you're right. This, that, I bet that teacher is miserable or whatever. Just maybe just flipping it to something else, being that example. Do you find that that really helps you in your, with your kids that, just being that example of faith and hope? I do. I do. I think it challenges me, honestly, to, to do it authentically, <laughs> right, yeah. to not just come again and be like, oh, you're having a bad day, but God is good and I'm in rosy sunshine. <laughs> it can invite deeper conversation, especially as your kids are getting older, which is really cool. Of mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel that way today, mm-hmm. but here's yep. something that the Holy Spirit spoke to me or a verse, again, the sword of the spirit that I'm just declaring today, even though I don't right. feel it. And it's really helped to change my perspective. And so that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm praying for you today, even though you don't feel that way at school, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. just being honest with them along the journey. Yeah, that's good. And I love the the um, the strand of authenticity that you have there. Like the, the parents, when we are authentic with our kids, when we're vulnerable with our kids, when we tell them we're having a bad day, will you pray, you know, God's peace mm-hmm. for me or invite them in? You know, but also and when we are that same way with them, I see that you're this, but I think that this would be better. I just think that that's so... It's just one of the major keys to connecting with our kids on a relational level is that authenticity. 
So. And, and a li- it's a lifestyle tool you're giving them. Again, it we is. want our kids to know how to drive a car and how right. to effectively, okay, if you go here and I'm not here and here's the phone, all these basic like things that we give them to be a successful adult, we want to train them in practical, physical things, but training them in battle to say every wow, day yes, there's a yes, war. So good. And so here's all the tools so that when you leave our house and God launches you into whatever season and, and, and the family right. he has for you, you're going to be very familiar. Like, oh yeah, I, I know what this is. I'm on mission with my family now. And this is a lifestyle, and this is what we do. We remember who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We remember who's with us and who's fighting on our behalf, and we advance. We shift the atmosphere. We take authority. All of those things that you're planting little by little, and you're doing it. Even if you're home with a baby and not getting a lot of sleep, like you're doing those things little by little. And there's so much fruit and that don't comes you from think that. that works. So good. Don't you think that works at every age? Yes. I mean, it's not like we're waiting until they're teenagers. You know, do it. I mean, they can take authority when they're four. You know, they can take it. You know, some do, I mean, they, and, they, and they definitely have belief systems. You know, um, they definitely even at, at that age they have belief systems. They 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 get fearful. They move into authority. You know, um, so it's at every age, right? For Along sure. Along the way, from the beginning. I mean, For sure. You, I mean, you girls have all. I mean, both you ladies have raised. Small children all the way up. I mean, it's it. Tell these parents about taking. How, how do you do that when they're four, five, you know, six? How do how do you how do you instill that in them? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let you go first. Well, even when you mentioned fear, think about a three or four year old. I have a right. friend who's a little one. I don't know if they watched something, some cartoon or something that had to do with monsters or a kid's book, right. but all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was every night in bed. Well, I'm afraid of the dark or what if a monster, yes. yeah, and so, wow. you know, it, it can be a lighthearted conversation about a kid's book, but really at, if, at the wisdom of a mom to go deeper in that moment and, and use that as an opportunity to say, do you know that God's love is so much bigger than our fear? Mm-hmm. And do you know that anytime we feel fear, we can release that? Like all the little yeah. things that you can train them up. Do you know that you are God's beloved child? Yeah. He's always close to you. He's with you. He's, you know, all these things that you can just do, even when, especially when they're little, in my opinion, not yeah. waiting till they're teenagers. No, I think that that was one of Michael's biggest um, faith steps in a, a God encounter experience. I don't even remember how old he was, four or five. I mean, he mm-hmm. was little and he um, had a nightmare and he described what he what he saw as a demon. I mean, and he described it to a T and I'm like, yeah, that, that I would say that. I, I, would, I would agree. That sounds like a demon to me. And so we literally, sat right there in the room where it was and we prayed in Jesus name go away you do you you do not have authority to be in this room you do not and then Jesus come down and give um, Michael peace and give him a good sound mind and give him a good night's sleep he remembers that he remembers and I, and so from that point forward it's like buddy you have the authority in Jesus name to fight demons you yeah. can do whatever you know you you have whatever it takes and he was a little guy I mean and that was just the beginning of his faith journey if you will as a leader going out into the you know kingdom building world yeah i mean and that's i'm that's what i was cueing you guys up to do is to tell those stories <laughs> yeah. of, you know i mean because our kids have believe they, they at three you know, so madeline our daughter we have a three-year-old grandson and they were in walmart and so walmart and the dad they she, he wanted a toy and As so all small children do in there and so the dad said so larry the dad says uh, he goes you know, Truett, we don't have, and, and so we're, I'm Pops, and she's ya yah and so I got to put that, so he said, we don't have the money to buy that toy, and he goes, well, ya yah and Pops have the money to buy the toy, because every time we go to Walmart, I get a toy, you know, and it, which is true, but, um, but it's like, he has a belief system, he has a belief system that he was adamantly stating that Pops and Yaya are going to buy me that toy at Walmart. So, uh, so and they, he is completely correct. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We but, will. But, I mean, but if if um, if he has a belief system about that, he can have a belief system about the kingdom. Yeah, you know, he can, sure. at three years old, he can be. I'm a mighty warrior of God, and, I, and because why does he believe that? Because it's true. It's happened. You know, and and when he went to Walmart, Yaya did buy him a toy, and uh, many times, and so it's happened. But if we tell those kids, and, and it. 
I really, one of the reasons I want to bring that out is because I believe it takes, it's dripping it in over and over, and then they start to believe it. Yes. And it's the whole experiences, beliefs, yeah. expectations, behavior. There's that cycle that we have in life. So when they're little, it's kind of fun because we get to give them the experiences. Exactly. We get to ha- help exactly. them experience that yeah. God is good. Success. That Jesus yeah. has forgiven you. It's okay. You, like it's, yeah. we, we can get to shape those experiences. Yeah. Yes. And, with a, and it's looking, it's, it's, that's what you keep, when you talk to the first, you talked about a lifestyle. Well, Truett has seen as a lifestyle, he's gotten a toy at Walmart from Yaya several times. Well, that creates this thought process. And that's what we're doing in the spirit. I use that just as an example because that's, that's, what we, that's what we do in the spiritual realm is we keep telling them, you, you are a mighty warrior. You know, you are a worshiper. You know, whatever that is that God puts on our hearts and they start to believe it. And that's our biggest job as a parent. They do. And all that comes through time and relationship. Yeah. So it's just all the things you're doing on the day in and day out. And then, yes, they have an experience where the enemy's coming against them, but there's already that belief in the place of I'm an overcomer and I have authority. Sorry. So then they're, yeah. exp- you know, then they walk that out. The behavior is to take, take authority is to shift the atmosphere. And then that's what they expect for the next battle. They're like, Oh wait, I know how this goes. This is what I experienced. And then I can believe that God is good, that he is for me, that he fights on my behalf. And so then I can behave in that way and exp- and it just gets creates this cycle in a good way that empowers yeah. them to move forward so that's so good there um and when it comes to healing i was just thinking through this as you were talking about um Truett at walmart um we j- i just got back from there and he just had this horrible snotty nose and it and he's been battling it it's just the season of it's of little kids being sick and so i just said hey Truett you know, the, the Holy Spirit lives inside you. That's the host of Jesus. And so he, he, and this is your temple. He wants you to be well. And so from this point forward, I want you to declare in Jesus name, snotty nose, go away. I mean, and so he's in Jesus name, snotty nose, go away. And, and so every time I say, I say, what do you, Hey, what do we, what do we say? What are you doing? And so for two days, he declared that. And by day three, it was gone. His snotty nose was gone. I mean, and so for him, I tell you that because the experience to him is that when he declares anything in Jesus' name, it's going to happen, especially when it comes to his health and his temple and what God has for him. And so just to encourage you parents that it's, it's not, they, they're, they're not too young. I mean, they're, that baby fresh out of the womb is not too young to start declaring these truths over, to start praying for these babies that are starting to talk. They're Jesus. I mean, is the most powerful name of all names. We need to teach our, our, right. our babies that are learning how to talk the name of Jesus so that they can use that as they battle. And then just the, as we start to wrap up a little bit, Colleen, what I really love the most is what you talked about is was what I heard you say is that it's not a whole bunch of things to do. It's a relationship with Jesus. And when we have a relationship with Jesus and we show that relationship to our kids, they have a relationship with Jesus. And that's where the battles won. Absolutely. And it's, it's just this lifestyle of, of, you know, spiritual warfare is not battling who you used to be, who you once were. It's walking in who you already who you are. are. Yeah. And so it's just walking that out. And, you know, a visual that I, I got years ago that helps me because I think sometimes I get overwhelmed by spiritual warfare as mm. a parent, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, oh, absolutely. yeah. I mean, because that's, yes. if you talk about sleep training or how yes. to feed your child, I feel like that's, I can put handles on that and take the three notes and walk away. And do, <laughs> do the thing. Spiritual warfare can, the enemy can even come in and try to make you feel overwhelmed well, and defeated. Well, shifting. You know, yeah. yeah. So you do nothing. And I think there, nothing can be further from the truth. God has clear next steps little by little for you to take. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think of, you know, when you talk about fight and the team of fight, the theme this year of fight, think about like a boxing ring. Right. And if you ever see boxing movies, you know, it's, there's always that same epic final scene where they're battling and then you see the boxer, you know, laid out on the ground, he's done, it's over. But then there's moment where everything shifts, right? And he, he gets back up and he rises again and he, he re-engages the fight and he knocks out the opponent opponent. And it's it's this glorious moment. (laughs) And I always wonder as a mom, like, what's the thing? Like, what's the thing that allowed that person to re-engage the fight, to be victorious? Like, was it their training? Was it like a mind over matter thing? Is it their strength? Because that's what I want to give my kids, right? I want to give my kids whatever that thing is. And I realized that what makes the person engage in the fight or get back in the fight, what allows them to overcome is that they have somebody in their corner. 
And you know what I'm talking about, right? Like in a boxing match, I mean, you usually have, I mean, it's one, but sometimes two. Mickey. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. Exactly. Mickey, we need a Mickey. But there's one, maybe two people, and they're they're literally in your corner. I mean, if you think of a boxing ring, but what are they doing? Well, they're refreshing you. Yeah. They're Mm. dressing your wounds. They're giving you water. They're reminding you of who you are. And then they're sending you out with purpose. And I think... Isn't that really what Jesus yeah. does for us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, it, he is in our corner. Like he, he is in our corner, but then anybody else. And you think about our kids, like they are in a boxing match yeah. every day. Yeah. Like they are in the fight for their life. They're beat up by the world. And so, yes, mm-hmm. they do have Jesus in their corner. We know that. But as they're developing their relationship with him, we as parents get to be that reminder, that representative of, of Jesus. We get to be the ones that, you know, that refresh them, that remind them who they are and that send them out with yeah. purpose. And so, you know, for your kids to be the warriors, yeah. God's created them, them to be like God's placed you in their corner. Yeah. And so our kids need us fighting for them and engaging the battle. So I, I just like that visual because those three things help me like, okay, I'm refreshing them. Like, how are my that's kids good. refreshed today? Yeah, that's good. What can I do today when my middle schooler comes in the car after school? I can refresh him with life. Right. Because he has heard words of the world all day. Right. So, so I'm going to refresh him with life. Or, you know, they say the first few minutes when a kid wakes up and the first few minutes after school, and then the first few minutes before bed are yeah. like the most important. Yes. You know, yeah. you guys yes. are the experts. Tell me. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Well, that's exactly right. Well, even then, I mean, I even think about the, you know, there's a three minute round and there's a one minute you know, break. And so a lot of times we're getting that one minute break that we get the conversation. They come over. That's when we do fix the cut. We encourage them. Hey, or we instruct them. Hey, he's hitting you with a left cross, counter (laughs) it with this or whatever. And, and we, and all those things happen along the way. You know, I was just looking up Deuteronomy. It just says, do it with them while you're sitting at home. And when you walk along the road, when you lie down, because you've got these little pockets of time. And if we're on our phones and we're distracted or we're so worried about fighting the battles for them, then we don't, we miss out on that corner time when we can get, send them out refreshed. I love that. Yes. And I love that even the the one minute. Come on, parents, mm-hmm. we can do it for a minute. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we can we can do it along the way. And I and yes, you're right. Those are touch points is what you know, those are called throughout the day that it doesn't have to be a thirty minute lecture. It doesn't have to be a you know, a, a two day retreat, you know, where you're putting all this into them. Although those I mean, not so much the lecture, but those things are great too, but it, it literally is minutes strategic minutes throughout the day. Yeah, and each round is different. So there's different things that the coach is speaking. Yeah. So some rounds yeah. is like, they need to be sent back into the match yeah, with purpose. So this refresh, is who you are. Repurpose. You've been called to be this, yeah. this, and this. Now go for it. Like, I'm behind you. I got you. And there's other ones that are coming beat up. And you're like, this is a, this is a pep. I need to just love them, just, bring yeah. healing. And so Holy Spirit, help me to do that. So I just think he can give you steps in each of those areas. Like, what am I refreshing? Am I reminding them who they are? Or am I sending them out with purpose? Like that relationship, identity, purpose. What What is this pep talk? Because as coaches in the corner, we can see things that they can't. Yes, yes. absolutely. Oh, yes. We have perspective that they yes. don't have. Yes. And so God's given like us the authority to be that coach. Yep. I mean, and, so, and we we know them. I mean, that's another yeah, thing. It's yes. like we've been in the training room with them. We've been, we've changed their diapers. We've seen them on ball fields more than anybody else. That trainer, that Mick, I'm going to start calling parents Mick now um, and, but, and talk with them, talk to them in a Rocky voice. But, but, you Let's know, hear but, it. Yeah, no. Uh, Adrian! But, but, you know, so, uh, but, you know, we know them best. So when they come to us, we have the authority. We have the vision for their lives that we can speak into them and say, hey, this is where God's called you to be. And so I just think that's also just so true. Suzanne, has this podcast met your expectations? You, you set it up so well at the first that this was going to be just major, <laughs> yes. re- revelatory. And-, and I actually could probably speak talk all day long yes. i mean Can seriously yes forever and yes because yeah. you i feel like you've got pages more of notes you said it was a two-day teaching that you taught a bunch of you know high school college or college kids right mm-hmm. it's like yes um but as we do finish i do want just to encourage you parents if you are the least bit overwhelmed then just give that to the lord because that this is not like as we're talking today and all these amazing incredible ideas they're not at all intended for 
to be overwhelmed with. They're actually intended to inspire and encourage you. So if you are not inspired or encouraged, then I just um, invite you to say, okay, God, what, what is my takeaway from this? What do I need to listen to? And this might be one of those podcasts that you listen to 10 more times before it's all said and done so that you can get something new from it. And then in the podcast notes, we'll have the scriptures that Colleen used to, um, for you to reference back to, because I do think that parents, that we feel intimidated by the spiritual realm because we think that we have to do something. We think that we need to memorize these scriptures or we don't understand or she's so good, like calling so good with all the words and articulating and all of that. And we might not have those words to speak to our kids. But parents, you know what you do have? You have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You have the helper. You have the counselor. And so just ask. Just ask. You might not know what to say to your child when they get in the car, but the Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit's been to school with your child all day long. So he, so he knows all the experiences that your child had and he had throughout the day, and, and he knows exactly what needs to be said in an audible voice through their mom or through their dad. And so... As you, as you walk away from today's podcast, what we encourage you to do is to just press in and ask God, what do I do with this message? How do I love my kids? How do I fight the battles? You know, Holy Spirit, come in and fill, fill this place, fill, fill me up, fill my temple up. Yeah, literally just dip your toe in the water. You know, I mean, literally <laughs> that's what it's talking It may be just... Hey, I'm gonna figure out something I say to my kid at bedtime. Yes. And, you know, all I'm, I'm yes, gonna do that. Do that. And write a little card too. Do yeah. that. Do that. <laughs> yeah. And it, just something that you know, just yeah. try it because you'll be amazed at what happens. Our kids are starving for our approval. They're starving to be inspired. They're starving to be filled with purpose. All those things. Yeah. yeah. And I would just say too, <clears throat> if you're listening to this and you feel like man, I'm so exhausted and knocked down by life. Like, I don't even have any fight left in me. That's good. Let alone the ability to think about fighting and engaging for my kids. My encouragement would be maybe just the word for you for this entire podcast is just to receive the truth that Jesus is in your yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. Like, wherever you are today, you may be on a sleepless night with a newborn baby at home. Mm-hmm. Jesus is in your corner. So mm-hmm. all these words are being spoken, but while that's happening, he's refreshing you and healing mm-hmm. you. And he's reminding you of who you are as, as a mom, as a dad, but also as a beloved son or daughter. And he's sending you out and reminding you that you have purpose. So maybe a next step is just receiving the truth that Jesus yeah. is in my corner first. And as he kind of washes that over me, I'll be able to fight for Jesus my is your Mick. don't phrase don't don't meme that anyway um i don't know if jesus would be happy with that but maybe okay and then so i i love that so we've said basically those of you that are overwhelmed holy spirit and press into jesus but those of you that feel like that you're on top of your game and you want to be more equipped do you have any resources for us anything that you would recommend for parents to um fortify themselves more in this you know, it's interesting. I think the greatest and most underutilized tool, honestly, is the Bible. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I hesitate I to it. give out a bunch of titles of books, although okay. there are so many. Um, maybe this is because it's where God has me in this season to really remember that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And as a leader in your home, God's inviting you to, it's the double-edged sword. He's inviting you to engage that weapon in your family. So I would just say, take a next step to dive into scripture. Even when yep. you think of each of your kids, taking the next level of praying specifically for how you can engage the battle with mm, them and how you yep. can fight with them. So that would be a big thing for me. I think, um, I know our church does, a, we have a peace soundtrack that I'll mm, often yes. play yes. for my kids. Mm, yes, I, This is just an easy tool where it's taken off me because you just press play in the car <laughs> and it's all these words of life and truth spoken over them as mm-hmm. they go to school, as they go to bed. Um, so different things like that. and. Um, definitely different messages that I can share later for the show notes or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I would yeah. just say keep pressing into the word, remembering that that's your weapon. Yeah, we'll include that piece uh, mm-hmm. link in the show notes for sure. And since we have Colleen Stickle with us, I also want to recommend just for your whole family a book that her husband wrote called Follow the Cloud. Mm-hmm. And it is a, you know, it's, if I take a, in fact, I did this the other day, a young dad. And I said, I'm going to give you two books. And, I, and one of them was Crazy Cool Family. I'm kind of biased about that one. And the other one was Follow the Cloud. And I said, because as a dad or a mom, 
I, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving it to a mom, but I, but I mean, I, you might. I, I'll tell you to give it. I'll tell you to give it to her, Suzanne. But I mean, but but I, I told him. I said, you know, if you can get grounded in your own spiritual identity as a father, and then with Crazy Cool Family, we'll give you the framework to have your identity as a family. Yeah. Then it's the best gift I can give you as a new dad. And yeah. and so I would recommend parents if you were you know if you're like I don't know how to do all this spiritual stuff I don't understand my own identity I don't get where go go to Amazon and order follow the cloud and read it it is the one of the best if not the best um, discipleship uh, book that I've ever read and so it, it would it will bless you greatly and then you'll take those principles and you'll instill it in your family yeah so, all right. Any last words of wisdom? No, I, I'm just so grateful for you guys and what you're doing and the way you're leading the fight for families. So thank you for... Family's worth it, guys. I yeah. mean, we, we got we to gotta fight for them because they're, they're worth it. They're the next generation. They're the future. They're the hope carriers that are going that are, that are gonna impact the, the rest of the world. And we as parents get to um, mold and shape them and be in their and corner. They're, and they're also our kids. I mean, and then there's that, I mean, and then they're just I, our I, little people. But I mean, I, I'm going to wrap this up with this. As I finished, I remember having four daughters. Maybe I don't know if I had Michael at the time, but I remember just looking at him, going, "I'm not losing this battle. Yeah. I, I don't know what it. I don't know what winning looks like. I know what losing looks like because I've seen the the damage and all the stuff that happens when a kid is messed up. But I said, you know, but at the end of the day. On that battlefield, I'm going to be bloodied, battered, bruised. I'm going to, they're going to be dragging me off the field because I'm going to put it all into it. And this is how you do that. This is, a way, this is how God wants you to, to put his word, to put his vision, to put his life into your family. It doesn't have to be. It is a battle. There's swords out there. Everything's happening, and it is a fight. But it doesn't have to be so hard. He also says, my yoke is easy, my burden yeah. is light. And he does that because he gives us the power to do it. And when we quit striving, if we fight with his battle, just go look at the Old Testament and what happened when he was with them versus when they weren't, amazing thing happened. So Colleen, thank you so much for being thank with us. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's been a joy. And, we, and, we, and if you, um, parents, there will be a lot in the show notes. So look at that. And um, hopefully you've learned a lot today about how to bring God's life, hope, joy, peace, all that into your family. So in the meantime, go be crazy parents, crazycoolfamily.com.